great to talk to you today. Um, so that you know where we're going, I've got sort of three Bible verses. I'll talk about yeah, three. Um, I'll talk about them slightly excitedly, but sort of not too excitedly to cause any undue alarm or embarrassment or anything like that. You know, I am British. I'm sort of one level up from a coma usually, so when I talk about the Bible, I can get a bit excitable, but not, you know, crazy. Um, I suppose what I'm trying to say is if, if we sort of work together as a team, if we stick together, we can get through this next 10 minutes, all right? Yes. Then I can sit down and we can pretend it never happened, all right? Um, I'm thinking, if, when, do you know when you're in, sort of, you're in your own room and I'm sort of, the mirror's there and I'm sort of preaching to the mirror and it's like, yeah, man of God and all that. I'm now thinking I've bitten off more than I can chew because I've got the history of the universe and I've got 10 minutes to do it, all right? But we'll do our best, see how far we get. So I want to start at, um, going all the way back, Genesis 1. Oh, to, I was going to say the first book of the Bible and see if you knew what it was, but I, I'm pretty sure you're all right with that, aren't you? So Genesis 1 uh, and verse 1. And I've got sort of this first bit of two sort of Bible verses, and I need you to keep them in your mind at the same time. I know it's a Sunday morning and that, but I'm pretty confident you can do it. So Genesis 1, 1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So have that in your mind there. Second verse is Revelation 21, verse 1. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the uh, first earth and the, and the first Sorry. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away and there was no longer any sea. So we've got two of these humdungus events. Creation when God first started it all off and sometime in the future when he's going to wrap everything up and there's going to be a new heaven and a new earth. Um, and we need to keep these because there's a timeline going from one to the other. I guess there's a lot, some religions and some philosophies say that history is cyclical and it's it, repeats itself and everything else the biblical view is that we're going from point A to point B so God created everything up and he's going to start it, finish it all off wrap it up make everything new in the future on this timeline in between these two humdungus events uh, there comes on the scene me and you everyone in this room is now on this timeline between these massive events and obviously when we're sort of zoomed out in these looking at this big picture I think we could probably feel a bit sort of insignificant because between these two events you've got like wars and empires and um, the history of the world but before you start shouting rusty that's not very encouraging I want to sort of stress the point that even though between these two points there's massive events and we are insignificant uh, sort of to, to God's eyes uh, were very significant. Um, and part of that is because on this timeline, right now, every person in this room, God has been well able to arrange that this month, this day, quarter past 11 on this Sunday morning, God is able to arrange that every person in this room is here at this point on that timeline that we're all together worshipping God, hearing from God and he can use that and um, intervene in this timeline. Um, and just to show that I'm not sort of just making that up, um, I've got my final Bible verse uh, which is John 4.10 and 
and this is an example of it. Um, so basically we've got, I'll read it out first and then I'll sort of look at it. Jesus, this, so this is the, the woman at the well if you, if you don't know. So Jesus is, is um, going back home, I think from Jerusalem, he's tired and he stops off um, at a well and a woman comes out to talk to him. Um, well, not to talk to him, but to um, get some water, and Jesus starts talking to her. So these are two people on this timeline meeting at a very specific point. And they have a, like a, a beautiful conversation, and it's sort of really many-layered, and it, it operates on lots of different uh, meanings and histories and all sorts. But I just want to concentrate on, on one thing that Jesus says to this woman. Um, so John 4.10 says, Jesus answered, answered her, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that asked you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Now, whenever I'm reading the Bible, I'm always sort of asking who and why and what and how and all that because it's really easy to um, take things for granted or just read things and sort of skip over them. Um, so I've got two questions that I sort of asked myself. Um, really simple ones. So the first one is, what is living water? So when Jesus says, um, if you'd have asked him, he would have given you living water. And living water is just a Jewish way and an old-fashioned way of saying moving water. Um, so that means it's like a spring or a river or a stream. Living water is water that moves. So Jesus is saying, I'll give you water that moves, basically, rather than the water from the well, which is obviously still. So just keep that in your mind as well. Can you keep these? I'm asking a lot here, aren't I? Am I? <laughs> I do apologize. Well, you've got to do some of the work. I can't do everything, can I? <coughs> um, so you've got this timeline. got Jesus and this, uh, this Samaritan woman meeting on this timeline. She's... And then they have this amazing um, conversation. Jesus offers her living water, which means water that moves. I, th I think that looks all right. I think everyone's... I'm not getting many menacing looks, so I think, I think I'm all right with that. That's good. We're nearly there. We're nearly there, don't worry. Um, and the second question is, and again, it's quite a simple one, is why was there a well there in the first place? They met at a well, and I'm like, well, what's, what's that about? Why is there a well? Um, and there's sort of historical reasons why there's a well there and spiritual reason and all sorts. But I just want to look at a really practical reason. And the reason there's a well there is because there's no other sources of water in that area. So the well is dug to get water because there's nowhere else to get water from. All right. So basically, Jesus is, comes to this woman. She's probably lived there all her life. Um, she's been looking for happiness and love, but in all the wrong places. And she knows that in this area, there's no living water. Yet Jesus comes to her and says, if you knew the gift of God and who it is who asked, you would ask him and he would give you living water. Um, So I think 
she knew that there was no living water in that area. There was no way to get any other water. And I think Jesus knew that she knew. And to labor the point, we know that Jesus, no, what? He, no, I'm not, going, I'm not going down that route. I'm not going down that route. But basically, that woman knew that in that area, there was nowhere to get any living water. And Jesus also knew there was nowhere to get any living water, yet he offered it to her, right? We're nearly there. So on this timeline, we can zoom 2,000 years up to now. And Jesus, in his, his grace and his love and his mercy, can come to us and say, I've got living water for you. And we might be in a situation in our life, in our mind, in our bodies, where we can say back to him, you don't understand, there is no living water in my life. There are no answers in my life. The thing that I'm going through, who I am, what I'm going through, my, my sinful life, there is no answer to that. But Jesus comes to us and says, there is an answer. Um, and if it was anyone else, it's almost like he's, in, with the greatest respect, it's almost like Jesus is having a laugh because that woman knew that, she knew that area and that, that there was no water. And Jesus is saying, I've got an answer for you when she knew there wasn't. And it's the same, I think it's kind of the same for us. Um, and there's two reasons why. If it was anyone else who said it, you would think they were taking the mick. And if it was anyone else who said it, I wouldn't believe them. But because Jesus comes to us, because of who he is, the fact that it's, it's not just words that Jesus uses. He is not all mouth. He, just, he backs up what he says with his actions. And obviously, right in the middle of this timeline between these two events that make this future event possible was Jesus living and dying and being resurrected. And that's how we, whilst we're walking on this timeline, how we relate to these events determines what happens in the future. Because when there's a new heaven and a new earth, it's going to be populated by a new people as well. And how we relate to Jesus dying on the cross will determine whether we get there or not. Um, and like I say, you might say, you don't know about my sinful life, you don't know who I am. There is no answer to the issues that I've got. I think Jesus says this morning that there is, there is because he did it all and he, he backed it up with uh, what he did. Um, so I, I believe Jesus because of who he is, what he said and what he did. But also when you look around this room to this right ragtag bunch of, no, to this beautiful people sat, sat here I think you can see it's a, a, a people who are the reason I partly I know the reason, the reason why I partly know that it's true is that it's a, when you look around the room there's a people unified in their experience of Jesus' forgiveness and God's forgiveness it's a room full of people who had no answers and gave, Jesus gave them an answer it's a room full of people who were um, walking in, in God's uh, amazing grace and his, his incredible love. Um, and the answer to these things, as we're walking along this timeline, a lot will be sorted out whilst we're walking on this timeline. The certain things that we will have to wait 
to when it's a new heaven and a new earth. Some things only God knows. Um, and if, you do, if, if you're not a Christian today, I would sort of really urge you to look at these things, look at what Jesus did, go on the Alpha course, ask questions, find out what, you know, what it's all about. You know, what, I don't know what you think of Christians, whether we've eaten too much Angel Delight on a Sunday afternoon or something, I don't know. Maybe, you know, some Christians are nuts, that's sort of obvious, but it's, um, find out what it's about, please, and, and, and because it does matter. Because in this massive scheme of things, there's going to be a new heaven and a new earth. And God will uh, want to populate it uh, with new people who uh, he sorted out. Um, so that's it, short and sweet.